Hallelujah. It's a good Friday. Hallelujah. Thank God I was born on a Friday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we here this morning? It is God alone who has the power to show who God is. Hallelujah. In a man's life. Hallelujah. Thank God for 2,000 years ago when he hung on the cross and he said, it is finished. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering for it is finished. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Celebrate the Lord for it is finished. Are you celebrating the Lord for it is finished? On Wednesday, I told you that if you don't appreciate how deep you went down, how worthless your life was, how bizarre you were, you will never appreciate the help that will come your way. Hallelujah. If you've really been very, very hungry and somebody comes your way with food, you really appreciate it. Hallelujah. If you are not really understand where we were some time ago, and by the richness of God's grace, he sent his only begotten son our way, that today we, we were not a people. He said we who were far away from the commonwealth of Israel, that by his grace, we were brought near and he said he adapted us that we can be called the sons of God. And do you know that those who are adopted are even bonded to their parents more than the biological children? Because when one is adopted, there's no way that he or she can be disowned. But the biological child can be disowned. Is somebody hearing me? So God understood this. That when he rescued us and he brought us unto himself, he said, I'm not ending it there. I will have to adapt them so that they can never be lost. So that they can never be disinherited. So that they can never be taken away. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a cup offering for this one thing also. Hallelujah. Amen. Join me, celebrate a papa of the house. Bishop, I salute you. The Lord continue to favor you for good. Let the heavens continually be open unto you. And let the Lord continually send you forth as his voice in these latter days. Hallelujah. Are you celebrating the seventh man of the Lord? Let the Lord continue to preserve your life. And let the Lord continue to pursue you with the goodness of his grace and let him open doors doors untold doors of glory the more the more unto you and let the Lord surely continue to deal well with you celebrate the man of God in our lives in the name of Jesus hallelujah take your seat somebody Whenever it is Good Friday, I always remember this song. He said, Moon shall know.
understand that Mushano was of God I decree that it is finished Amen. by the power of Yeshua Amen. it is finished Amen. by the hand of the Lord it is finished Amen. by the goodness of the Lord it is finished Amen. by the strength of the Lord no more limits in our way Amen. For we are restored unto him. Yes. And we have become them that will fly to his praise and to his glory. By it is finished, our souls escaped. Oh, from the snare of the father. That the enemy cannot usurp his pleasure on us again. In the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Breaking every chain that the sons and daughters will walk in liberty in total freedom. Let the power of God be present. Let the power of God deliver. Let the power of God direct. Let the power of God guard. And let the power of the Lord deliver in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. By the power of it is finished we will decrease Amen. and Christ will increase. Hallelujah. We destroy every altar that comes from disobedience. I will replace it with the altar of obedience that will unlock manifold blessings our way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. This morning, I speak on the subject that it is finished redemption. Hallelujah. That it is finished redemption story. Praise the Lord. Is somebody here with me? I always love this song. Anytime I go to Afenia, we sing it. Said, my sins were washed far away. Jesus has taken my bodies away. Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. Once I was a sinner, I'll say, Oh, my sins, they are gone far away. Jesus has taken my pains away. Oh, once I was a sinner, saved by prayer. Once I was a sinner, I'm saved. This morning, the Lord wants me to teach, hallelujah, that it is finished redemption story. Praise the Lord. Now, redemption is we receiving salvation, deliverance, wholeness, completeness through the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. So when we talk about redemption, we see two key things. Salvation, deliverance, and sacrifice. Hallelujah. Salvation, deliverance to us, and sacrifice from Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. On the cross of Christ, we see two things. The shedding of blood and the forgiveness of sins. Praise the Lord. And so Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 1 verse 14, our key scripture, he said, who redeemed us, hallelujah. Colossians 1.14, he said, we received redemption in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, the shedding of blood, and the forgiveness of sins. And he emphasized in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Shedding of blood and forgiveness of sins. In whom we have received redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Let the richness of the grace of God reach you wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What is it that he redeemed us from? Let me quickly just rush through and then we'll touch on the main subject. 
What did the Lord redeem us from? What did he deliver us from? We're talking about the it is finished redemption story. What did he redeem us from? Number one, in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, he said, he redeemed us. He delivered us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. He said, once upon a time, before the redemption story, he said, we were faced with the law of sin and death. And so we were placed under the curse of the law. And so that was the first thing that the Lord would have to do. Deliver us from the curse of the law. Deliver us from the bondage of the law. According to Galatians chapter 4 verse 5. Hallelujah. Galatians 4 5. He said, he delivered us from the bondage of the law. To redeem them that were under the law. That we might receive the adoption of sons. Them that were under the law. Praise the Lord. In Titus chapter 2 verse 14. He said he delivered us from sin. From iniquity. Because the law of sin and death was staring us in the face. Telling us that we are no good before God. Hallelujah. The law of sin and death was making us worthless before God. Condemning us before God. Debasing us before God. Reducing the glory that God placed on us every day of our lives. But thank God that Jesus appeared on the scene to deliver us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He also delivered us from destruction. Because the law of sin and death was leading us to destruction. It says we were like sheep that have gone astray and we were being led to the slaughter because the wages of sin is death. And so there was no way the man can redeem himself. He was heading straight on. I was heading straight on. You were heading straight on to destruction. But thank God he delivered you and I from destruction. Hallelujah. Psalm 103 verse 4. He delivered us from destruction. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Not only did he deliver us from destruction, he also delivered us from our enemies. A whole lot of enemies. The chief enemy was Satan himself. And the other enemies were his cohorts, his agents. But thank God that when he came on the scene and brought the story of redemption, and was able to declare that it is finished, we were delivered from our enemies. Psalm 136 verse 4. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, Psalm 136 verse 4. Psalm 136 verse 4. To him who alone doeth great wonders for his mercies endureth forever. Verse 5. To him that by wisdom made the heavens for his mercies endureth forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me verse 24. Psalm 
126 verse 24. And have redeemed us from our enemies for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. You see, what we were heading to, what we deserved, God by grace came on the scene and made us to escape it. And that was mercy. Hallelujah. What we deserve, he took it. That was his mercy. And what we don't deserve, he gave it to us. That was his grace. Is somebody hearing me? So we were heading towards destruction. We were in the snare, in the traps of the enemy and his cohorts. But Jesus came on the scene and he delivered us. That's what he said. His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. He delivered us all from death and from the grave. He said, I am he that was alive, that was dead and living forevermore. And I have the keys of death and hell. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. And in Psalm 49 verse 15. And Psalm Hosea chapter 13 verse 14. I'm teaching, so put down the scriptures. The Lord wants me to teach this morning. There's so many things that happen. There's something I'm going to show you and I very soon. That's why we need to understand these things. Praise the Lord. He delivered us from the grave and from death. Hallelujah. Amen. It is finished. Was proclaimed when the law of sin and death expired. So that the law of the spirit of life in Christ should take effect for our redemption. There are these two laws in life. Everyone is facing it in life. Anyone born of man has these two laws. The law of sin and death. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ. And that was what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 8 verse 2. Romans 8 verse 2. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. So that was when redemption took hold. Hallelujah. But before that, we were under the bondage of the law of sin and death. So when Jesus said, it is finished, what he was saying was that in your life, in my life, the law of sin and death has expired. Is somebody hearing me? Or see, we came so that the law of the spirit of life, life for development, life for promotion, life for goodness, life for prosperity, life for liberty should take place in our life. And that is the redemption. Is somebody hearing me? That is why he said it is finished. Praise the Lord. The effects of the law of sin and death was very, very clear. He made us very, very worthless before God. And so when you read Romans chapter 3 verse 19. Romans chapter 3 verse 19. He made us worthless us guilty. He condemns us before God. That is the law of the 
sin and death. Says that we know that what things soever the Lord said, it said it to them who are under the law. Praise the Lord. Some time ago, we were under the law. But thank God that by it is finished, we are no more under the law. But we need to understand these things so that we can live and live well. Hallelujah. Because that was what the Lord wants me to share with you this morning. And I'll come to that very soon. It said to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. That was what the law of sin and death was telling man. He said, man, you are no good. Amen? Man, you are worthless because of the fall from Adam. Man, you cannot measure up to God's standard again. He said, so that every mouth will be shut. Praise the Lord. That every man will be what? Guilty before God. And so in 310, Romans 310, he makes another statement. Romans chapter 3, it says, as it is written, there is none righteous. That is the law of sin and death. Telling man that you are no good. We are debased before God. Telling us that our righteousness is nothing before God. When you read Isaiah chapter 64, it says, your, your righteousness is as what? Filthy rack. Hallelujah. So, beloved, realize that the law of the sin and death can never make us righteous before God. But in our day, we see some people trying to, but it can never work. Praise the Lord. In Hebrews, he said the law can never make anybody perfect. Hebrews chapter 7. He said the law cannot make anybody perfect. We are worthless before God. Hallelujah. That was the law of sin and death. But thank God that it is finished, came our way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The law is telling you that other we cannot do it. But all that it was doing in effect was that it was trying to show us the way to God. And so when you read said the law was our schoolmaster. Telling us that you can never make it the way you are. Is somebody hearing me this morning? The Lord wants to tell somebody that you can never make it the way you are. You have to let something change. Amen? You can never see the results that you are looking for unless you apply the change that is needed in your life. Some time ago, that was the state of man. So man was struggling to be good before God. But the Lord was saying, no, you cannot do it. The better way is through Jesus Christ by faith. Hallelujah. So Galatians 3, 24. He said, wherefore the Lord was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. That we might be justified. That we might be made correct. That we might be made righteous. Because the law was demanding righteousness from us. But thank God that when it is finished came. 
grace came on the scene and grace gave us righteousness. Is somebody hearing me? And you only receive it by faith. You don't work for it. So stop working and apply faith. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to somebody here. I said stop working. Stop the struggles and apply what the Lord has said in his way and see his salvation come your way. Hallelujah. Amen. That was the effect of the law of sin and death. Making us nothing before God. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ tells us that redemption has come and that the Lord Jesus has come to rescue us. The Lord Jesus has come to purchase us and the Lord Jesus has come to transform us. That is a redemption story. What it means is that if I find myself in the it is finished redemption story, I must be free. Because he rescued me. In the redemption story, the it is finished redemption story, I must know that I belong to somebody. Because I was purchased. He said you were bought with a price. So you don't walk like you are nobody. You are somebody. Hallelujah. You don't walk as if you don't have a backbone. You have a backbone. You don't walk as if you don't have a CV. You have a CV. Remember when David met Goliath? And before he met Goliath, he met Saul. And Saul told me a whole lot of things that my friend, you cannot make it. But David said, I have a reference point. This is my CV. Some time ago, a bear came. I killed it. Some time ago, a lion came. I killed it. So is your story. That some time ago, you were a sinner, but the Lord by Jesus Christ came on the scene and saved you. That now being justified by faith, we have peace. So you don't allow the devil to buffet you with condemnation. It is finished. Because you have been purchased. It is finished because you belong to God. You are part of the peculiar people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood called to decree and declare the praises of God who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so you are a child of light. Hallelujah. Today might seem as if things are not the way it's supposed to be, but tell yourself that by the story of the it is finished redemption, you belong to somebody. Paul said, I belong to God. And whatever God has said concerning me will come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the redemption brought about transformation. That my life can never be the same. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, my life can never be the same. No, say it like you mean it. My life can never be the same. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Because the redemption work of Jesus Christ, it came to eliminate that which was reducing God's glory in you and I. Amen? 
You know, we had a glory with God when man was created. And Bible said, when the fall came, that glory started reducing. That was why when God came on the scene, because the glory had fallen and was reducing, Adam would have to hide. Amen? Is someone listening to me? God said, Adam, where are you? He was not asking for the geographical position of Adam. God knew where Adam was hiding. But the real question God was asking Adam was, Adam, the glory that you have with me, where is it now? But thank God that by the it is finished redemption story, he said, he restored us back. Hallelujah. That's why you don't walk as a condemned person. You may have done something wrong, but you don't remain there. He said, I write to you that you don't sin. But if by chance you should sin, there is an advocate. You have a lawyer who is always 24. Praying. All that you need is go to him and plead for forgiveness. Confess your sins and ask him to forgive you. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? You don't struggle with it. He said, if we say we have not sinned, we make God what? A liar. And we also make ourselves a liar. Is somebody here? I'm talking to somebody here. That go and get yourself tuned up and see the kind of transformation that God wants your life to be. Hallelujah. Forget about whatever people are seeing about you and tell yourself that I want to tune myself up because God came on the scene and by the it is finished story, he is restoring me back to the glory that I had with him. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering for this one good thing that he brought our way by his grace. So the redemption eliminated our reducing glory and brought increment into our lives. Redemption will never reduce us. It will rather bring increment, transformation. Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus said, it is finished. Hallelujah. But, but do you know this thing? That redemption in increasing our lives brought revival, brought restoration, and brought renewal. Hallelujah. Amen? That in this dispensation, anytime you have a real encounter with God, there must be some form of revival in your life. Is somebody listening to me? So you don't come to church and just go the same. There should be some revival. And note it. In this year, these three things must always dominate when you come before God. I must be revived. It doesn't mean that you are sleeping. Wherever you are, there's more room for revival. You must be restored. Something must move onto you. Something must be rubbed on you. Amen? And there must be what? Renewal. Jesus. I might speak to somebody here. Revival, restoration, and renewal. That should be that which you must always look out for. 
whenever you come before God. That's why I told you the other day. When we come before God, if you really come before God, you are never wasting your time. And that's why the Lord asked me to caution us last Sunday that, hey, you don't come before him to waste your time. Any time before God is a time of investment for revival, for restoration, and for renewal. Unless you didn't come into his presence. Unless you are just sitting there. But if you really come before him, it's a time for investment. You pick something and go with it. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and do you know that we were redeemed for God's own need and for God's own glory? That was something he wants you and I to know. That we were redeemed for his need and for his own glory. You see, man is God's need. Hello? Man is God's need. Praise the Lord. So know your value to God. And so our salvation is also for his own glory. And thank God, yesterday, Papa explained it further. When you go read it again, Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 10. You see how God is glorified because you and I have been redeemed. Hallelujah. Is somebody here with me? Man is God's need. And our salvation is for his glory. Because it is never his wish that any man should perish. The heartbeat of God is souls. Hallelujah. Amen. That was why when the glory was reduced in Adam's time, the Bible said, and God cried out. God cried. He said, Adam, where are you? Adam, that was what God meant. He was not telling that God, Adam was hiding somewhere and couldn't see him. This morning, by the spirit of the it is finished redemption story, God wants us to be where we have to be. Amen? And so at each point in time in our life, ask yourself, where am I as far as God is concerned? Hallelujah. Amen? Because our, our salvation, our redemption is for his glory. In Acts chapter 26, verse 18. Acts 26, verse 18. He said, to open their eyes. That was when Paul was speaking to Paul and charging him concerning the work he asked for him to do. He said, Paul, this is what I want to be done. This is my heart's desire for human beings. And I'm charging you, Paul, to go. He's also charging you and I also to go. But we need to understand this for ourselves first. He said, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 
This is God. Heart concerning human beings. Hallelujah. And that's why I said it is never his wish that anyone should perish. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. He said the Lord is not slow. He's not slack. But this is his heart cry. That he is like delaying because he doesn't want anybody to perish. Amen. And Bible said in 5.9 of Thessalonians, he said, God has not appointed us to wrath. So you realize that in God's plan, original plan, he does not wait for any man to perish. But as I just go, it will happen if man will not turn around. But he wants you and I to understand that our redemption is for his glory. And that's why he brought in the picture of the tied donkey. The donkey is like a man who has been tied. His situation was bad. He cannot move. His destiny, his vision was locked up in him. The donkey was at a standstill. He was stagnated. No movement. He is tied and he sees people pass him by. People look at him. And they see him as a failure. Am I speaking to somebody here? That is why God wants the donkey to be loose. He says, I have need of him. Am I bringing you some revelation here? So forget about the physical thing that we are looking at. He said, I have need of him. Because by the law of sin and death, Man was like the tired donkey. He cannot do anything. He's always observing people's success. People cannot look up to him. He is rather looking at people. People go past. There was no hope for him. That, that was a picture that the law of sin and death was bringing upon man. Hallelujah. Amen. His potential was locked up to him. He was tight. He was at the mercy of the harsh weather. Under the bondage of Satan. Being put here and there. And he couldn't do anything because he was tight. And the Lord says, go and lose him. I have need of him. So our redemption is God's need and for God's glory. Praise the Lord. That's why the Bible said, when Jesus saw that glory afar off, that is you and I, he was ready to go through every shame to see man restored back to his original glory with God. Hallelujah. And that's what we call grace. Say with me, grace. That he became what he was not for you and I to become what we were not. Amen. He said, this is the grace of God. 521, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He said, this is the grace of God. This is the grace of Jesus Christ. This is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Because he realized that our redemption is for the glory of Elohim. For he had made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you being blessed? Are you being taught? That your life is for God's glory. That my life is for God's glory. So I cannot leave it anywhere, anyhow. He said you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God. Amen. Amen. Look at this prophetic word that God gave. Because God planned our redemption a long time ago. He planned it. He executed it. And he's revealing it in our time. The father planned it. Years back, we realized in the garden of Eden, when he was talking to the serpent, he said, and the seed of the woman will bruise your head. God was seeing our redemption. He planned it. And the son came to execute it. And in our day, the Holy Ghost is revealing it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at the prophetic word that he gave. Isaiah chapter 45. Verse number 17. Isaiah 45. This one was a prophetic word concerning redemption. He said, but Israel. Israel there is referring to you and I. In our day. We are the present Israelites. Hello. Do you believe that? Hello. Those people there. The fiscal one, they are not. We are the real Israel. When you read Romans chapter 2, 28, 29, he said, he is not a Jew that which is outward, but is a Jew, a Jew that is what? Inward. He who has received circumcision of the heart. And when we gave our lives to Jesus Christ, the Bible said, he took away that stony heart and he gave us a heart that can go after God. Praise the Lord. So we are the real Israelites. Hallelujah. Say, I am an Israelite. Forget about your gun, tree, you are an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham. And so he said, but Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded well without end. Hallelujah. So like, like the tight coat or donkey, he was embarrassed. He was put to shame. People were looking at him as a failure. Because the law of sin and death was telling him that you can never be right before God. You are lost. Your, your place is distraction. But he said, Israel shall be saved. And when Apostle Paul was writing to the Hebrew church in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9 he referred to this one that when everything is perfect every Israelite indeed who will believe in Jesus Christ will also be saved. That's why we are here. Are you saved? Hallelujah. Are you saved? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9 he said and being made perfect he became the altar of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Praise the Lord. So that prophetic word that God gave through Isaiah years back, he confirmed it when Jesus came on the scene with the it is finished story. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And let me give you the picture that God is seeing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me give you a picture that God is seeing for you and I in the redemption story that it is finished. The same Isaiah chapter 45 from verse 1. Isaiah 45 verse 1. The picture that God wants to see beyond the tied donkey. The tied donkey was in a desperate situation. Always oppressed by the enemy. He, he doesn't know what is going to happen. But thank God that when it is finished came on the scene. The story changed. Hallelujah. He who once upon a time was limited. Now it is no limit. Hallelujah. Amen. He who was counted as a sinner. Now is counted as what? A righteous person. As if he has never sinned before. Praise the Lord. He says, thus saith the Lord to his anointed. Is anyone here anointed of the Lord? Are you sure you are anointed of the Lord? Oh, your answer is not telling that you believe that you've been anointed. Praise the Lord. He said, that's here the Lord to the anointed. In the physical then it was Cyrus. But in the prophetic, it is you and I. He says, whose right hand I have hold on to subdue nations before him. I will lose the loins of kings to open before him the two lead gates and the gates shall not be shut. Your gates can never be shut. That the counsel of God concerning you will definitely speak. All that you have to do is realize that your redemption is for his glory so don't chicken out. Hallelujah. Two. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. Amen? So no machinations of the enemy, no workings of the enemy can break you down except you allow it. Amen? He said it is finished. That you and I can now walk in that glory. He said, no brass gate and no iron gate should work against you. It will look as if it's working against you. But if you understand who you are, the anointed of the Lord, that was prophetically said that you'll be saved eternally. He didn't say you'll be saved for some time. He said, you'll be saved eternally. Amen? Three. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Do you have access to riches? Do you have access to treasures? No, talk to me. Do you have access to riches? He said, he made you and I rich in him. Who believes that he or she is rich in Christ? You see, some of us, our hands are still because you are, you are looking at your pocket for now. But it's not about your pocket for now. It's about what he said about you and I. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed. So if you believe the Lord has redeemed you, he says, say so. He said, let the rich say, I am what? Let the poor say, I am what? Rich. And let the weak say, I am what? Don't tell me, oh, you see, but the fact is, I said, no, I'm here not for facts. 
I'm here for truth. It is finished. It's looking for people who stretch up their hands by faith to receive what God gave us by grace. This one I'm talking to you, faith. So he said, I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by thy name, am God of Israel. When go continue, he said, I've said name you. Do you have the name of Christ on you? Praise the Lord. But he said, let them that are named by the name of the Lord do what? Depart. So realize that within the it is finished story, you and I also have a responsibility. And that's something that the Lord will let me talk to you briefly and then we'll leave here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus declared it is finished when our redemption was completed. If it was not completed, he wouldn't have said it was finished. Amen? So when he said it was finished, this is what he meant. Oh, Jesus. That he has opened the gate for our peace with God. Amen? That was the first thing when he said it was finished. The gate is open for you and I to have peace with God. Romans 5, 1. He said, now, being justified by faith, we now have what? Peace with God. And 4, 7 of Philippians says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding. Amen? So we have peace with God. No more guilt. No more fear. Hallelujah. Sometimes the enemy will try to suggest certain things, but tell yourself that by the it is finished story, I now have peace with my God. Are you sure you have peace with God? You need to take it by faith and by obedience. Hallelujah. By what? Faith and by what? Obedience. Faith that works by obedience and faith that works by love. Our faith should work by certain things. One of them is by obedience and also by love. Hallelujah. Two, when he said it was finished, it means that righteousness has now been imputed on us. And we have been perfected in him. Romans chapter 10 verse 4. Righteousness has now been put on us. I tell you the law of sin and death is demanding righteousness, but we are not able to meet it. But grace gave us righteousness, and we receive it by what? Faith. He said we are now children of righteousness by faith in Christ Jesus. Romans 10, verse 4. He says, for Christ is the end of the law. Who is the end of the law? Christ. He came to cause the expiration of the law of sin and death. He's the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. So, Hallelujah. 
So you don't work for it. Say, I will not work for it. But I walk in it. By faith. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5.21 You've read that already. 3. When he said it was finished, divine justice was satisfied. Because the right blood was shed. And that blood was accepted by God. Hallelujah. Amen. Divine justice was satisfied. God has been satisfied because the bright blood, hitherto it was the blood of gold and bulls. When he was teaching the Israelites about atonement in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, he said you have to use bulls, the blood of bulls and goats. But when Christ came on the scene, he came to do it once and forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. So divine justice was satisfied because the right blood was shed and was accepted to pay for our redemption. Amen. So when the blood was shed, Jesus, for the three days that everybody thought he was gone, he was working the atonement story. Hallelujah. To present the person, this is it. Now, I have satisfied every demand. So today, they can become part of you. Hallelujah. Leviticus 17 verse 11. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. It is only blood. And yesterday, I believe we learned a lot why it is only the blood. So when we read Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 and 22. Hebrews 9, 12. He said, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So when he said it was finished, we were justified. Divine justice was satisfied because he used his own blood to pay for our atonement. Amen? Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there will be no remission of sin. Hebrews 9, 22. Now, when he said it was finished, it means that every sin has been forgiven. You see, there, there's no sin that God can never forgive. I'm talking to somebody here. Behold, the devil is, is, is a deceiver. And he's telling you that, oh no, as for this one there, nothing can. He said, God says that when Jesus said it is finished, every sin was forgiven. Amen? He said, and these sins I shall never remember anymore. Hebrews chapter 10. So don't let the devil, I'm, go, I'm going to tell you something very soon. Don't let the devil take you back to your past. Don't let the devil take you past to something that you did. All that you need to do is to enter into the zone of being revived, 
of being restored and being renewed and go on. Am I talking to somebody here? Come before his throne, which is full of grace, and get your revival, get your restoration, and get your renewal, and move on. No charge. Hallelujah. Amen. Because every sin is forgiven. Every sin is forgiven. When he said it was finished, it means that reconciliation has come. And we have been adopted. Romans 5.10 In Galatians 4 verse 5 and 6 He said, because we are sons, we receive the spirit of adoption whereby we can cry, Abba Father. So we have been reconciled unto God. When he said, it is finished. We are now reconciled unto God. And God is counting on us also to go and reconcile others unto himself. He said, we are now new creations. And God has given us the ministry of reconciliation so that we can also go out there and reconcile men unto him. Hallelujah. Amen. But beloved, the question is, are we really walking as the adopted sons and daughters of God? Manu, when he said it was finished, death was also conquered. Are you aware of that? Amen? We have the liberty to live a transformed life. But the question is, are we really living as the adopted children of God? How is your redemption picture life? How is my redemption picture life? And that's the essence of Easter. Now you and I will take a step and then look at what he did for us and then make sure that we are perpetuating what he did for us. That's why I said that if you did not appreciate how your life was some time ago, you will never appreciate the help that came for you to hold on to it. Hallelujah. Amen. And I take you back to that donkey that was tied. He has need of you and I. Hallelujah. What God is saying that do not get tired after he has untied you and I. Must be somebody here. Amen. Don't get tired after you've been untied. Yo, that was a message the Lord wants me to share with you and I. And so in Romans chapter one, 8 verse 1, he said, There is now therefore no condemnation for them who are in Christ. But the problem is, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Who will not allow the law of the spirit, the law of sin and death to still hold them, but will always constantly and consistently allow the law of the spirit of life in Christ to hold their lives. And that's what the Lord wants you and I to end on this conversation. Hallelujah. He asked the people in his days, in Isaiah's day, he said, why? Why? That after all these things, you still want to go back 
Peter in his days also asked that question in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 and 22. He said, why is the dog going back to its vomit? Why is the pig going back to the mud after it has been washed? Why is the donkey going back to be tired? Why after it was untied? Amen? It is time to go for your revival. It is time to go for your restoration. It is time to go for your renewal. It is time for us to go for our revival. It is time to go for our restoration. And it is time to go for our renewal. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, Isaiah 1, he asked a question. And that was God's heartbeat. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. He said, Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. And the whole heart faint. Why are you fainting? Six. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head of, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises. But these are the things he took us from. But why? Hello? Praise the Lord. Is somebody here? He said, why the bruises? And the putrefying sores? They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither nullified with ointment. Take me to Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. How is your redemption picture like? How is my redemption picture life? Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. All these things, he did it for us. So the question is, why should we allow ourselves back to those things? Amen? Am I asking somebody a question? Praise the Lord. There are three questions that the Lord wants us to ask ourselves. And then we'll end for the day. We have been tied and untied. That is the story of the it is finished redemption. But the question is, how is my redemption picture like? The first question is, have you been untied? So perhaps you are here. All that I'm talking about, you don't even see the left and the right. In other words, you, you have not come in properly. In other words, you've not been born again. Have you been untied? Amen? Am I asking somebody a question? What has tied you up against your being born again? 
Yes, we are in church. But the Lord wants me to ask that question. Because you can come to church, but if you've not really given your life to Christ, you are still tired. Praise the Lord. The next question is about those of us who are born again, who are in. Has your potential, has your giftings been tied up? The Lord says, it is finished. For you and I to have our liberty and to live the life of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Has your potentials and your giftings and destiny been tied? You are the best person to ask, answer that question. I'm the best person to answer that question. You know where you were some time ago. I know where I was some time ago. What is it that I need to be untied? That's why we are here this morning. Father Lord is referring us to the it is finished story. Hallelujah. And the last question. What is it that is needed to be untired in you so that you can have your liberty so that you can flow as a Christian so that you can release yourself please are you getting the question when I was writing these questions I myself was asked about what are these questions three questions first for the one who is not born again the second one is your capability, your capacity, your potentials. Be on time. But the other one is within you. What is it in me that needs to be untied? So that I will have my release to flow as the redeemed of the Lord. Praise the Lord. What for some people it is what I call idols. Things that they, they, they value more than anything, anything else as far as God is concerned. For some people, it's their own comfortable life. You need to be untied. I see a sunny frame so that you can have your liberty. I must be somebody here. I'm just being specific on the things that I saw. For some of us, it is addiction. Hello? Alcohol. Let me say it. We are in the house of God. I'm saying it. I have to say it. Hello. Praise the Lord. What is it that you are doing? For some is food. For some is sex. What is it that is become a bay, a weakness, a besetting sin that you need to be on time from so that you can have your release? live the life as the redeem of the Lord. So that the, it is finished story being observed by the witnesses that are surrounding us both the seen and unseen will be a good one. Amen. Don't be surprised that we have Christians 
who can drink and drink well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Am I surprising you? Some is drug. I'm saying it. Let's check our lights. The Lord help us. Praise the Lord. Some it is anger. Anger. Amen. So what is the addiction that I need to untie myself from? You know that particular behavior, untie yourself from. Hallelujah. For some of us, it is pride. We, we always have that negative feelings towards people. We are not able to love people. Am I speaking somebody here? I say I don't give them. I give message, the message of the Lord. I'm not able to flow with people. I need the truth to myself and let me identify it and untie myself from it. Because that was what the law of sin and death was doing to you and I. So if redemption has come, then I need to be free from it. He said, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is nice, that is what you and I must find ourselves in. You are not able to tolerate others. Unforgiveness. Hello? Are you loving the message? No love for others. That I walk alone. I mean, it's always inward. It's not able to see eye to eye with others. Look at your life. Let me look at my life and break myself from that spirit. Hallelujah. Don't forget, these things are in the house of God, in the church of God. And we need to untie. So what is it that I have to untie from me? Amen? For some of us, and I said it, it's the burden of our past. But like I told you, God has broken us free. So if it is still the enemy, still buffeting you with your past life, please call for help. Amen? Hallelujah. Any besetting, any weakness. You don't know what it is. Call for help. That's why we are in church. So that we can really see ourselves bubbling up in the realms of the spirit. Hallelujah. There are so many. But let me say this last one. And this one is very, very important. Where you, you feel unworthy. You need to break. You feel not important. I might speak to somebody here. You, you feel that, no, you, you cannot make it. You feel not adequate. But that is why Jesus Christ came. That you and I will receive his fullness and be who we are supposed to be. You feel unimportant. You don't feel important. You need to break yourself from that. Untie yourself from that. You feel that you, you cannot be successful. Hello? You come to church, we're talking about victorious overcoming. Oh, no, no, me. It is not me. No, it is you. Hallelujah. This morning, the Lord wants you and I to go for our revival, our restoration, and our renewal.